0: Astonishing adventure, the coolest heroes, yeah, yeah. the hottest heroines, so, so, so. and the most outrageous villain in the universe. These ain't your daddy's comic books, fanboy. The DC Comics. DC Comics. <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody.
0: I fucking love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that on TV in the early 90s, like around the time of Death of Superman, and being like, oh my god, there's fucking Guy Gardner, and there's Lady Maxima, and there's fucking Darkseid, and oh, Lobo, did you see what Lobo said? These ain't your daddy's funny books, fanboy. <laughs>
1: if I had seen that in the 90s as a kid, I would have been really into that as well.
0: Yeah. I, I love that era of DC. <laughs> the same era that I hate of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> what irony. We'll switch around. Yeah, there just weren't as many uh, shoulder pads and pouches in DC Comics at the time. Good
1: point. <laughs> Better fashion choices. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, we're back for your special new 52, the newest 52 you'll ever read. <laughs> special episode 52 of Vertigo Voices.
1: Alrighty then.
0: I'm Colby. I'm
1: Sophia.
0: And we're going to be talking about Justice League Dark, Volume 1. In the dark. <laughs> it's actually what it's called. Justice League Dark, Volume One, In the Dark.
1: As fifty-two as fifty-two can yeah. get. <laughs>
0: Justice Dark, Dark, Volume Dark. Dark in the Dark. Dark.
1: Darkety dark any yeah. dark. Aye aye.
0: So yeah, um, we're gonna be talking about this. It's written by Peter Milligan with art by Michael. M-M-I-K-E-L, M-I-K-E-L. I don't know how to pronounce that. Mikkel, maybe? janin Jeanin, janin don't know didn't do any research <laughs> so that's what we are going to be talking about and this astonishing piece of shit
1: <laughs> right to the heart of the matter yeah
0: so this came out in 2011 when it was originally published
1: I thought was it so. the end of
0: 2011, early 2012? I can't remember. Somewhere in there. Or 10 years ago. Whatever. This came out at the same time that Peter Milligan was writing Hellblazer.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, so Milligan was writing this and Hellblazer at the same time. Hellblazer was starting to wind down. The new 52 was ramping up. You know, everyone was a big old boner about the new DC Universe. And uh, I don't understand how the same person wrote both of these. <laughs> It's baffling, is what it is. It's also noticeable that he quit right after this.
1: Oh, well, I wonder if it had anything to do with that book.
0: I don't know. But he was, so he was supposed to do, like, Justice League Dark was pitched as, like, his book. Hmm. And he was supposed to continue on with it, but after issue six, he quit, and Jeff Lemire took over. Uh, I don't know. Don't know if it got any better, because I haven't read (laughs) any (laughs) more.
1: Not really inspired to, honestly.
0: Um, this is such a weird story about Enchantress, kinda? Yeah. Or maybe is it Lady Xanadu? Madam Xanadu? (laughs) Who's the the bad guy? Because for a long time you think it's Enchantress, and then Madam Xanadu's like, I did it because I can see the future. Um, I hated it. And this is just the (laughs) worst thing. This is everything that I hate about the New 52. The way it casually introduces characters that are important without any context Mm -hmm. because this is supposed to be the start of a new universe but it's dependent on the old universe so like when they introduce Dawn granger yes like i know who that is because i'm a big comic nerd but this story doesn't give her any introduction yeah why is she here she's just on a date with dead man yeah, and they're having a relationship. Who the, yeah, who the fuck is she with a dead man, even? In the comics, Dawn is always connected, because uh, Dawn Granger is uh, a dove of Hawk and Dove. Yes. So she's always connected to Hank Hall, who's Hawk. And clearly something happened before this as to why they're not together anymore. But this doesn't allude to it at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have really no idea who she, like... I didn't put two and two together until I actually saw her in the costume, and I was like, shit, that's supposed yeah. to be Dove.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I just know her name. <laughs> but, but like, I, like, you can't have Hawk without Dove. You can't have Dove without Hawk. It right. feels weird to have one of them, who also is not really a mystical character in the comics. No. To be so involved with this Justice League Dark story.
1: Speaking of which, like I said earlier, um, I think you should do the book report because I read that thing cover to cover and I still don't have the foggiest clue as to what it's about.
0: Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's just uh, magic shit happens, but it's already been happening. It starts with a bunch of different June moons. There's like thousands of June moons just wrecking shit in the world. Right. Right. Why? We don't know. Maybe it was told in an earlier story. Or maybe not, because this is the New 52. So this literally could be the first we see of any of these characters, conceivably, in this universe. We don't fucking know. And that's kind of how the New 52 operated. Like, sometimes it would reference the old universe. Sometimes it wouldn't. And because enough time has gone by, I don't know what this is supposed to be doing. (laughs) I don't know if it is supposed to be referencing our knowledge of these characters or not. I just know that as an introduction, this is fucking god-awful. It doesn't introduce anything.
1: <laughs> well, in line with what you said, that's exactly how I felt. Because reading it at first, I I was like, well, it seems like unless you're a diehard fan of these characters, then you'll be left out in the cold. And then, same thing, I was like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be a reboot of this story. It shouldn't matter whether you know who these yeah. people are or not. And there's really no guidance whatsoever.
0: The closest we get to a story arc is Deadman. Like, he's kind of the anchor for the story, I guess. But, yeah, so there's just, there's a, let's go back to the beginning. Shitload (laughs) of June moons. Madam Xanadu is talking to you, the reader, maybe, about what's going on, and, but this is real, all of it. The cards have been dealt. Now we shall see how the game plays out. For the future is not yet determined. The future is being remade. But she can see the future, so, whatever. (laughs) Um... There's all these June Moons being killed all over the world. They're somehow spreading madness, maybe?
1: I, th- I think so, yeah. Are they
0: doing that, or is it the cards, or is it the being of the Enchantress?
1: Maybe. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: so the Justice League, this is another uh, thing that pisses me off. The Justice League show up to stop them. They send Superman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. Like, this is clearly, like, some sort of magical witch. Superman is, uh, is vulnerable to magic. Everyone knows that. Right. It's been that way since like the 50s. Cyborg is a robot. And Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's the only one here who should be dealing with this threat.
1: Well said. Well Zatanna said.
0: is in the Justice League by now. But even she's like, nah, I, I, I'm not going to go. Just let those guys go.
1: <laughs> right. And it feels so shoehorned in. I mean, we never see them again.
0: Yes. So, so these three Superman, Batman, and Cyborg, sorry, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. Go up to this house that June moons in that we don't know why she's there.
1: I think enchantress is that's
0: house. what I meant. whatever yeah. they're the same that's another thing. Just the separation <laughs> of those two characters is really annoying um, because they're supposed to be i mean I get breaking them apart as being the inciting incident, but um they're sometimes they're treated like they're the same and sometimes they're not and it, I don't know it's very frustrating. so they go in there and they're attacked by a bunch of teeth yeah. And that's the last you see of them.
1: Right, yeah, They're right. They're
0: swarmed by teeth. Superman is bleeding because he's getting stabbed by millions of teeth. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman's the only one that can hold her own. And then it just cuts to Batman, like, well, fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> and Zatanna's like, I know what to do. No, you can't do this. It's fucking not stable.
1: And that's the last we see Batman, too, that's, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Zatanna, come back. And then, hard cut to John Constantine falling out of midair. air <laughs>
1: falling through the
0: sky yeah this is your introduction introduction to john constantine just go christ no (laughs) like what the fuck and he the way he's describing it what happened like there's why don't you go back to that point why don't you introduce these characters properly right it
1: just jumps around a few moments
0: ago i was scamming this rich geezer in brighton he wanted to contact his dead wife i wanted to pay my rent instead of the wife i got a scary vision of a girl i used to know and all swept away the magical vortex like why why was he because he's still in England if he was transported somewhere else why wasn't he transported there it's it's like somebody just picked him up and dropped him pretty <laughs> much a...
1: no idea no idea
0: so yeah so then we cut back to Dead Man from um, oh yeah so then we introduced Shade
1: yes
0: uh, who this is a character that Milligan wrote for years mm-hmm. and it feels wait I'm, i apologize shade was actually introduced earlier um it feels like like fan fiction um, when with shade cuz him trying to bring back Kathy which i don't think died in the comics i can't
1: and i i think she did
0: i think she did well but in hellblazer when shade shows up in hellblazer around the same time as this <laughs> he says something to uh, to his other friend i can't remember her name Lenny Lenny yes he says something to Lenny about like how's Kathy and and Lenny says like she's fine it would be better if you didn't talk to her or something like that hmm. and that's it okay because by that point in in the comic shade is completely disconnected from reality he's off on his own and in this he's like oh, I just want to be a hero I want my Kathy back
1: well it, it's such an odd storyline and I think um Fans of this book have tried to justify it by saying, well, he's an alien anyway, so he's going to be a little bit weird. It's like, well, no, it's almost like he's,
0: he's this... Stri- he's too normal right here. Right, right. Like, I would appreciate some alien weirdness from the planet Meta, but this is just uh, this guy trying to reconnect with his lost love, so he makes her out of clay or whatever. And then she gains sentience and then he has to put her down because right. <laughs> she's like, I'm not even real. What the fuck? And exactly. that's an interesting idea. But that's something that uh, like if that were to actually happen in shade, I feel like then this homunculus that he creates would then become its own character and be forced to reconcile with the fact that she's not real. Instead of so just I'm not real. Oh, God, never mind. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it brings up an interesting point, but it never follows through with it. So it just feels like this extraneous thing, like so many plot points in this book does. I wouldn't even call them plot points, because I don't know if they contribute anything to the overall plot.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of just, and we're doing this now, and we're doing this now. And, uh, you know, Dead Man has this whole thing about his wife, or not his wife, his girlfriend, trying to take this dude's body so they can fuck. Right. (laughs) It's just really weird. And... uh, (laughs) And then he just goes off with some other chick. Yeah. When he's like, well, never mind. If you're not going to, if you're not going to fuck me, then I'm going to go fuck her. And then she's like, what the hell? And then it just cuts to him back at home being like, sorry, I, nothing happened. Okay. I'm like, dude, you're way past. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you just went off with some someone. Like, come on. That's not how relationships work.
1: No, no.
0: And, and then when June Moon shows up, then he's just like, yeah, well, I believe her. I'm going to help her. And so then Dawn's like, fuck you! And then leaves. And it's just like he's from one chick to the next.
1: Well, it's, yeah, it's totally emotionally inconsistent. I mean, we get drawn into their domestic squabble. Oh, that's right. Which is not interesting. And then, yeah, he comes off like a real asshole because, oh, I'm sorry. And then he possesses June Moon and puts the moves yeah. on dot Yeah, so tries to
0: get some girl-on-girl <laughs> action going. Right. God, that's fucking weird. It yeah, is. They hand-wave it later as being like, oh, it's the Enchantress. She's affecting our minds. Like, I don't... I feel like if that's what you're actually going for, then you need to have more of an explanation or show that happening to other people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> than just this one guy who's constantly horned up and will <laughs> take it any way he can.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but just the the... Um, inconsistency of the tone in the characters like like you said all of a sudden he's a hero who wants to help June moon exactly
0: and it's because of what we've seen of him so far whenever he's talking to June moon about helping her i don't get any sense of altruism from him at all i don't feel like he's doing this to help her i feel like he's doing this because in the end we can fuck <laughs> <laughs> If I help you now, you have to put out later. That's so weird, and I don't like it.
1: I'm a nice guy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I hoped you did not. I fucking burned over.
1: God, yeah, it's such a weird romance that they all of a sudden try to shoehorn in.
0: And I, I I don't care about Boston brand, Dead Man, like, uh, having a past relationship, like I just, I don't I don't I don't, know, I don't care. I understand why that's interesting, but I've seen the movie Ghost. <laughs> I know how that works. Do something more interesting with him.
1: Right, right. I like
0: him, especially in like you know Books of Magic when he shows up uh, to um, take over somebody's body, impart some wisdom, and then fuck off. I really liked him in Kingdom Come. How he's like the otherworldly observer. I really liked him in that episode of Justice League that he's in where uh, he's trying to protect Nanda Parbat from, uh, from uh, uh, what's his name?
1: Oh, You would know it's, better
0: than I. It's not Black Manta, it's their version of Black Manta. Devil Ray, it's called Devil yeah. Ray. Um, so anyway, and then, have you ever seen that episode?
1: I don't think so, I don't think He's
0: trying to protect Nanda Parbat from Devil Ray and the bad guys, and it ends with him uh, taking over, uh, possessing Batman, and grabbing a gun and killing devil ray oh wow and then he pulls out of his body and batman's standing there holding a smoking gun with devil ray dead in front of him and like just the um like batman's like what the hell did you just do to me like he he literally forced batman to do the one thing that he never wants to do you know like he's flashback to his childhood now seeing his parents dead in front of him and shit like that like that's the drama i want to see from dead man not this right now, well, you're not gonna put out. Maybe she will. Like, it's so fucking weird.
1: <laughs> it really. Oh, speaking of weird sexual themes,
0: John. Junk,
1: yeah, yeah. What what is like? They get together in this hotel, and then they basically have like the magic version of tantric sex.
0: Yeah. What does it do? What is it I for? Don't know. What is she even doing? Like, she's on the ground. She just pulls over in the middle of the street and starts meditating. And, like, she's so deep into it that her body is, like, no, no longer breathing. Or her heart, it's like she's frozen in time or whatever. Right. And so then all these people pull up and are like, oh, my God, she's fucking dead. Like, why did you do this in the middle of the street, Zatanna? <laughs> You're lucky that people found you and not a speeding car, for Right, God, right, exactly. It's literally the middle of the street. It's not the sidewalk. It's the middle of the street.
1: She's sitting out there on the pavement just waiting.
0: And then John's like, oh, fucking, her name's Zatanna. I'll help her. I do like the bit about him getting beaten up to use his magic earlier. That seemed uh, uh, Constantine-ish. He had to he had to take a couple punches to get like the magic juices flowing or whatever because magic requires sacrifice. I thought that was interesting. He gets stabbed in the side. I don't like the way he's always wearing gloves. This looks a little too posh for me. He's <laughs> wearing gloves. Boys. Yeah, he always is in in this version of the character. It's all because in his first appearance in Swamp Thing, he wore white gloves. So new oh. artists like to throw that in. The new 50K version. But yeah, and then they go back and he finds her. He uses backwards magic to fix her. Which, yeah. um, it's weird to see him use the backwards magic. That was kind of her thing. If anyone can do it, it's not special anymore. So why is she on the team? You know? <laughs> it's those little, little things I, I hate when they do shit like that. Like, it's like in uh, in Wonder Woman, the movie, and seen more prominently in Justice League, when she runs really fast and deflects the gunman.
1: Mm -hmm. like so she can
0: run faster than than a bullet so why is flash on the team
1: right right if if wonder
0: woman can do what he can do but more why why do we care about him sorry ezra miller (laughs) yeah i always like it better like like the superman's fast you know in the comics it's always established that flash is faster than superman Mm -hmm. you know he can he can run so fast he can go through time or whatever um and in justice league and you know in these movies Wonder Woman's never supposed to be that fast. She's faster than a human, but she moves like supersonic when she's right. uh, deflecting those bullets. She's a so bullet. anyway, shit like that bugs me. When, when now the one defining thing from this character is no longer special because someone else can do it.
1: Exactly. And it gives her, again, like so many other characters, zero reason to be here. Yeah. Because like, when she goes, I, I, think, I think maybe, and it's so jumbled. It's so jumbled in my mind. And I just read this afresh last night. Um, I think maybe when she's doing her zone out in the middle of the street, that's when like her subconscious or something or her astral projection goes to check on, um, the enchantress yeah. in that house and she ends up getting beat up or I could have my series of events wrong there. But like, literally that's it. Like she goes there to try to fight her and she can't because she's not powerful enough. And, um, then John does her backwards magic and yeah. they and that comes up
0: later. And then she whines about it later. Yes,
1: yes. It comes up twice. Like there, <laughs> yeah. she's like, let me hypnotize you yeah. so I can get my spells back. And then for whatever fucking reason, at the very end of the book, when um, Azanadu is like, come on, team, we need to get together, for whatever reason, she brings it up again. Yeah. And you're like, what? Took my t-? magic. Yeah. It's like, why are you talking about that here? It, it,
0: like, yeah. you can do that? Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, this character. Mind Warp?
1: Is uh, yeah, name? J
0: something? Yeah, I don't remember. Mind Warp uh, created. So I thought this was a pre existing character. He's kind of is, but kind of not. Uh, right here, you see this comic? Secret Seven? Oh, yes. Written in the Shade the Changing Man font there. Mm. <laughs> that was his first appearance. Oh. Um, before this came out, Milligan wrote a story called Secret Seven, which was part of the Flashpoint universe. Mm-hmm. Flashpoint is what set up New 52. In that story, Milligan created this character, Mind Warp. So, but that's a different continuity. <laughs> so, this is technically this character's first appearance, even though he appeared in a different comic. Mm-hmm. So, Mind Warp has the power to turn into a white, ghostly guy and then murder someone and then imply that he's going to rape someone else.
1: Right? <laughs> And this guy needs to be on the team for some uh, reason.
0: I'm like so many questions about this character. A, who is he? <laughs> B, what is his deal? Is he an assassin? Is he a magic user? Is he a hero? Is he a villain? Like they don't really give you any, I mean, is this guy that he's killing, you know, uh, uh, a fucking politician, a child pornographer, uh, a hero. <laughs> like there's, there's no real context or anything that happens here. So like I, this guy's just a cipher, right? And he is treated like an, an integral part of the team. And like, dude, I didn't come here for this shit. I like you're selling this book based on huge magical characters in DC. You're selling this based on on Zatanna, John Constantine, Dead Man, Swamp Thing. Who's not in this? <laughs> um, you know, you're selling it on these guys. Notice that Mind Warp is not on the cover. <laughs> right. Right. So like, why why would you then throw this dude in as being? integral when he's not
1: absolutely not
0: but he's also just not interesting like they don't give him any any backstory per se any origin i mean really nobody gets an origin in this but at least there's some familiarity with the other characters
1: well and like you said i I think twice in the book um someone refers to him as a psycho and that's basically how he appears i mean Yeah. yeah he's he's threatening there's nothing interesting about him it's just one of those things like we definitely don't want him on the team (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's a psycho but at the same time like you see him kill a dude without any real context maybe it's a hit i guess so then i'm like oh he's a hit man but again are his powers mystical scientific was he born this way did he get turned into this how did this happen um and that's really all you see him do so he kills a guy and then there's some implication of like who knows what's gonna happen here with yeah. the woman, because she pulls a gun on him, so maybe he's just defending him. Like, you know, you don't know. But then he just disappears, and then this scene goes away. Right, right. Like, not, no one in that scene is important anymore. The guy that he killed or the woman with the gun. Nope. Yeah. So, like, you don't ever get any more context to that, which is needed. Yeah, and so then as the team's coming, I don't know, they think they defeat Enchantress. Um, the pacing of this fucking thing is just all over the map, too. It is. As all over the map, as the comic. Oh, there's the Rorschach scene. Isn't he eating beans, too? Yeah, he's eating cold baked beans. Uh, John breaks into Don Granger's apartment and is eating beans, just like Rorschach and Watchmen. Why is she still wearing her costume? I don't know. When she changes into her costume, it's like a magical thing. It's like a bright light, and her costume's on her.
1: Yeah, is there even a bright light? Yeah, It seems like one moment she's in the car in civilian clothes. She starts
0: flying... And there's, like, a light aura around her. Because this comic really likes this light aura effect that you see all the time. Boy, howdy. <laughs> um, Doesn't it, though? Right there. See? It's oh, yeah. Shimmery. Yeah.
1: Right there. Comes
0: onto her. There you go. Costume <laughs> gets shimmery, and then she's in it. Um, So, like, why can't she do that to take it off? Because I feel like her neighbors probably wouldn't be... Would be curious if they saw a superhero go into her apartment.
1: Right? Well, it's just kind of... This might be nitpicky, but again, just the consistency of it. I mean, she's driving home, and she just... Like, well, why didn't she just fucking fly if you can fly? Yeah. Instead of leaving your car on the freeway. <laughs> but anyway. That's uh, smaller beans, no pun intended, compared with just the just the conglomeration. Of... Oh, wait. We do
0: come back to this. Forgot.
1: Oh, she yeah. She shoots at both Shade and Mind Warp. Um, you know, basically, like get the fuck out of my room, which I can understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess it's it's he just shade is trying to talk mind warp into joining the team, and you still don't know why. Like, what purpose does this guy serve? Well, really, what purpose do any of them served form a team?
0: This is another thing that I don't like when like stories do this. It, it's so overused when there's a threat that is like impacting people's minds the world over mm-hmm. like here there's a bunch of little kids murdering their parents right and then there's all these june moons fucking shit up in a mall yeah downtown there's military dudes killing everyone and and they they he layers in some like uh what's the word like um context some subjects no he tries he tries to layer in some uh texture to the story by saying like oh and anyone who's blonde we're asked to dye their hair black or whatever and like that if this was the story that would be an interesting little thing to discuss but it's just thrown in here like we're supposed to care about this and it's one of those things where when when a threat gets too big Mm -hmm. it's no longer scary right like when the whole world is under this control of all these june moons and kids are killing their parents and uh people are committing suicide and there's panic in the streets like well it's gonna get fixed you right, know? Like, right i know that this isn't gonna keep happening you can't can't do that forever so it, it just gets silly
1: <laughs> well that i have that in my notes is that you know all of a sudden blondes are an endangered species yeah. and it's supposed to be like scary and uh you don't know who you can trust and it's actually quite funny <laughs> exactly
0: Flaxen-haired members of the National Guard are advised to dye their curls black. Mm. Is that supposed to be serious? Is that supposed to be a serious (laughs) sentence?
1: Yeah, it's like, like we all pretty much know exactly what June Moon looks like, exactly like she's all over television. Like, in the very first part of the comic, people are watching her doubles get just
0: obliterated in the street. But, like, every single sentence in this chunk, in this splash, or this two-page... section here where it shows the craziness of the world. Every single sentence in this sounds like the story that a little kid wrote to try to be shocking. (laughs) Children who turn on their caregivers, knives, bottles, anything their tiny hands can grasp. Men and women are scalped as though they might reveal their true nature. What do you think about that, teacher? Are you (laughs) going to kick me out of class now because I'm too dangerous?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's so sad because, again... Peter Milligan is a good writer. Yeah, exactly. Um, That reminds me,
0: though. We all gotta pay the bills somehow.
1: (laughs) But I have to bring up this line, because it just, it made me go, what the fuck? But in the, uh, um, speaking of the writing, in the witch teeth portion, where Superman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg are getting attacked by molars, basically, there's this line in there, it's like, the reek of skinned babies and sliced eyes. Oh, Yeah! (laughs) Like, I have a yen for a good metaphor, but, like, there's no shame in picking up a thesaurus to find another word for putrescence. It's
0: just one of those, like, <laughs> like, like I say, it feels like a kid trying to be trying to be extreme. Right. But look at that. Skinned babies. What do you think about that, motherfucker? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sliced eyeballs. It's like, I'm, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> I almost smoked a whole cigarette one time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty tough.
1: I return my videos to Blockbuster without rewinding them. Yeah. Yeah. It's and again, like you said, you gotta make the money. And he's got more wins than misses, but this is just such a startling miss.
0: Yeah. And it's yeah. And I also I don't know if we should get to that point yet, because I mean there's just there's so much that happens and so little of it is important. <laughs> yep. And there's more than one time where we just see the whole team dead. Right.
1: <laughs> You
0: got see the future and you're all dead. Now I see the future again and you're still all dead.
1: <laughs> well, then there's a couple times, did you, did you get this sense too that she contradicts herself? Like in one, she's like, I know the future. I know oh. what it's gonna be. And in the other, she's like, I don't know. I don't,
0: I don't know anything. I'm just reading the cards. <laughs> right. The cards know. <laughs> like, make up your mind. And then she's like, I did this, but I don't know how I did this. Like, it's not like she conjured any of this into being. She's just, again, reading the cards? I don't know. Right. I don't understand this. This, Vertigo had to die so that this could live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, R.I.P. And, yeah. And I guess that's the thing, too, is that by the end of it, she, uh, Xanadu is very fervent that they all need to come together as a team. Yeah. And you still don't know why. Like, why? Why? These people don't care about each other. This is not... Um, this, is, this is more poorly done than Suicide Squad. I would say, in my opinion, the movie. Of of course, the movie. Yes, the first movie. (laughs) It's just you. You have no idea what this is all about, and I heard someone who was sticking up for this book say, "Oh, it's it's different. It's not your usual team comes together type story." And it's like, yes, sir. It absolutely is.
0: <laughs> they uh they're all their own thing. They come together, they argue for a bit, and then they're friends.
1: <laughs> Except these guys aren't even friends by the end. Like they're I, still fucking bickering.
0: They are though. They're still whatever. They're gonna bicker forever, but they're still gonna be friends. They're gonna be a team. They're they've come together.
1: But they don't like, well, it, <laughs> there's no point in this comic where you have this feeling of like warmth or maybe yeah, recognition. I, I, I get
0: that. And that's, I I think that would almost be a positive if it just wasn't so poorly written. Because by the end, I mean, they are a team. They have to be a team. They're together. You know, like, you may not like each other, but you've got to be a team. This so-called team. This so-called team. We don't actually have to like each other, do we? uh, I expected them to be like, this is some kind of suicide squad. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) Will Smith's line was.
1: Uh, I would not have been surprised.
0: We don't have to like each other, do we? No, John, that won't be necessary. <laughs> 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 and cue credits. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah, um, so when Madame Xanadu, uh, My supplier's house is in a street occupied by a doctor's and a retired Air Force general. Who cares? Now I have my medication in my pocket. I'm more relaxed. I feel the futures pressing in around me. Uh, I say futures because the future is unformed but this one possible outcome seems to be getting stronger, more prescient, or sorry, persistent. The fear is the more I see it, the more likely I'm making it. So like, what,
1: what does that mean? What yeah. does that mean?
0: So then she's like, uh, back at my parlor, I swallow the bitter pills. I begin the merciful ritual that will lead this tempor- or to temporary release. It is at this precise moment that I sense him. Uh, so then, yeah, John shows up. Uh, I want a word with you. I'm busy, get out of here. Don't talk to me about the future. Oh, I'll kill you! Kill me? You mean like you killed all the others? I never wanted to hurt anyone. Maybe not deliberately, but you were responsible for this carnage. What? <laughs> right?
1: Right? It's like, excuse I, me.
0: <laughs> I don't understand. I understand that you meddled with something. And now June Moon is going to suffer for it. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> stop! Stop! Let's go back to the beginning.
0: Uh, yeah, and so you never actually see what the inciting incident was. Somehow, June Wynn was removed from enchant- or Enchantress. Oh, and they keep showing, like, like a good New 52 crossover. Like, don't forget, Resurrection Man has his own book, now in stores. Frankenstein and Agents of Shade, now in stores. Animal Man, now in stores.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm not really... Well, I'm not clear on so many things about this book, but Xanadu and the drugs, now, were those supposed to help enhance her visions or to suppress them so she could get shit done.
0: No, I don't care. <laughs> but it's like she's so she's supposed to be a character that is viewing the future and somehow that created it. I don't understand why like if that was something that was elaborated on, like the like the whole observer's paradox or whatever that's called. Is that the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? I think so. Or like like that. just just by looking something you're changing it. If you observe something, you're changing the outcome because the act of observing, uh, the act of observing, uh, is in itself changing what is being observed. Mm-hmm. Maybe if that were what they were trying to get at, that's interesting, especially on a magical level, and could be delved into. But it's not. So like John slaps her around, tells her it's her fault. Then it just cuts to John. This magic circle was designed by John Dee in the 1500s when he was. You know, you keep the, oh, he talks about Corazon from from yeah. uh, Sandman. Nothing to call our have saying will hurt you in here. And like he's just suddenly now here, trying to fight the bad guy and save June Moon. Yeah, so like much happens between the panel in this fucking comic, and this is just one example, but it happens a lot.
1: <laughs> it just bounces all over the place.
0: And then that like they constantly have to reiterate what's going on because there's so many gaps. Like this issue. The last issue ends with John slapping her around and being like, "Yeah, he fucking did something." And then there's a big tide of, of uh, Bodies? June Moon's and Enchantress sigh, <laughs> Enchantress sigh. <Psy. laughs> and, and then it and then it cuts to then like, "I'm Madame Xanadu." In the next issue, it starts with, "I'm Madame Xanadu. I am cursed with the gift of seeing all. It was I who tore June Moon apart from Enchantress, the witch who'd possessed her." Thus did I set these nightmares in motion. And now Enchantress's cracked magic grows more extreme as she cl- closes in on what she wants. She wants her host back. And then cut to John. Hey, over here. Uh, <laughs> this magic circle I'm making is from John D. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. Not like it matters, but I'll explain it.
1: How very convenient. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: And, like, so, okay, maybe show, show that. Show her cracking June Moon from Enchantress. Say why she did it. There you go. Do anything that would give any context to this insanity.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And I... Okay. Because I am just so confused, um, I, I guess you might be able to answer this for me. If anyone can, it would be you. Um, now, most of these characters, of course, are original to you, Justice League Dark. Um, Wait,
0: what? It's not original. These are... Older DC character.
1: Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, the this this take this take. Yeah, I bet. I mean, these guys have come together before, right?
0: Yeah, uh, different iterations of these. The original, the original quote Justice League Dark was a Vertigo book called Totems. Okay. Set in the year two thousand on New Year's Eve, John throws a New Year's Eve party and invites Swamp Thing, Shade the Changing Man, uh, Zatanna. Maybe not Zatanna. I can't remember if she's there or not. Just all the Vertigo, Animal Man, all the Vertigo, superheroes, whatever, mystical superheroes.
1: Well, and again, it didn't take much about this book to befuddle me, but that's one of the reasons why at first I was like, well, maybe I just haven't read enough of these characters to understand what's going on. Um, And that's not the case. (laughs) I feel like even if you're a diehard fan of these characters and you've kept up with them in the other books, you still read this and like... WTF.
0: Yeah. I also hate, like, towards the end here when they show Mind Warp, when they're all getting attacked by the teeth again, and they're all having their, like, you did this to me. No, you did this. And then you're like, okay, dude, just, I get it. Get over. You're all being tricked. Get past that. Mm-hmm. This is not not something you want to spend a lot of dialogue on, but here we are. <laughs> and uh, then Mind Warp shows up, and they're like, oh, it's Mind Warp. He came. And then it was like, oh, I get it. He's the one with the power to stop moon he's the one who can stop enchantress. he was created for this series just to do that that's why he's a new character he's the deus ex machina they didn't have a character that peter milligan could think of that could do that he created a threat that was too big for the characters that dc provided him so he's like fuck it i'll always make a new character to save the day (laughs) and as soon as he shows up I'm like god damn it that's exactly what he is (laughs) Because he's not important to DC, he's not important to even this comic series as a whole. He's important for this one specific threat, which is why they got him on the team. So they didn't even need the team, they just needed Mind Warp to come in and be like, you fucking, stop it! You stop it!
1: (laughs) Behave yourself! Now? (laughs) Shame, shame. Shame. Or you came to that conclusion much sooner than I did. It just, again, felt so empty. Like, okay, all of these beings who are, have all of these different skills and powers are, you know, fucking useless.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they stop her and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they, oh, yeah. And then there's like, oh, wait, no, she's not really gone. There's a like another one. And the way they show Oh no, it's the the creature, the homunculus that what's his name made. Shade. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's not even really her, that's just the dream version that he had a couple panels ago. She comes back as the bigger big bad. And the way this is shown, how dead man's like, oh wait, I can I can fucking do this. Oh, God damn it. Just the 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 way the big finale is shown is so muddled and confused. Like I can't tell how this is how did they beat
1: I have no idea. I have no idea. My is are responding! (laughs) Well, and then Deadman has these dreams that he's murdered Dove for dawn.
0: Dead men don't sleep. (laughs) It's a line.
1: (laughs) That was created, yes.
0: But that doesn't mean they never have nightmares.
1: Well, that's another excuse I heard for this book, was like, it shouldn't make sense to you because this is basically, they're all being affected by dreams, it's like that's a piss poor excuse. I'm sorry. Oh, never mind. This
0: is what I was thinking of. Oh. So they're still in, like in a dream here. Because Deadman goes into her psyche. Um, they get attacked by the big homunculus dream thing again. And then right here, when Deadman's like, I know how to do this, you gotta face your nightmare. No, but you'll kill us. And then so he goes inside of shade. The way this is framed is fucking terrible. You see him go into shade, but there's another shade right there. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to imply movement that he's going yeah. into him, and then shade is like going into her, and then there's an explosion. And then, well, I mean, I wasn't sure if it was gonna work, but uh, that's what we did. I, I just I realized <laughs> that you were like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> and it totally levels the building.
0: Yeah, because you can't really <laughs> tell what's happening right here.
1: Right. The way
0: the way this big reveal of the Kathy creature. And the team fighting her, it's so muddled, and there's, like, electricity breaking the panels. Um, and, you, again, the fact that he goes into him there, but there's not a very good flow to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it when they fuck around with pages, like, to be artistic with the panels to the point where you can't tell what order you're supposed to read it. Yeah. Like, right here, do I read that way? Because, you do know, don't <laughs> it's, it's, you know, uh, up... Up and down, left to right. Yeah. This is left to down to up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it confused me, too. Um, I just started at the top and worked my way down, and then it was like, okay, all right, I think that's how it's supposed to go. But it...
0: Uh... I, remember I did this, like, four times, like, flipping back and forth. <laughs> what? So he goes in there. That makes an explosion. Of course it was risky. It was risky as flying the haywire without a safety net. I mean, I wasn't sure how insane that ugly thing was, but I figured uh, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to destroy its own creator. Oh, it wanted to destroy me, all right. But it couldn't. So it destroyed itself instead. Thanks. The action is so unclear that they have to explain what happened after the fact. I mean, come on!
1: Yeah, it's, it's just the most basic, like you said, um, uh, fan fiction reasoning. It's like, I'm not sure how to end this or how to tie this together, so let's just put this right here, even though it doesn't make a lick of sense.
0: And this is already, like, the day was already saved. Right. You didn't, you didn't need this thing to come back. It was like, we got six more pages. Fuck, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know, throw in the blob creature and uh, have a uh, dead man go inside a shade and make an explosion.
1: Right. And, you know, all of the human, human beings are still alive and unscathed. It's, it's just so weird.
0: Um, oh, and then there's the, tire, the s- sequel hook. The vampires are coming! <laughs> like, Remember DC New 52's I, Vampire? And oh, no one does. That's well, what is the time to that. Oh, <laughs> it lasted like five issues. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted that story. So, But they got to have that synergy. So now even though these characters are relatively well-loved, now it's f- saddled onto this character that nobody likes or even remembers. What's the name of I, Vampire? What's the name of the character? I, I can't exactly, nobody knows. <laughs> I vampire doesn't know what the name of I <laughs> is. He's constantly having to look at the script every time he has a line, <laughs> to figure out who he is.
1: <laughs> oh, which that's so sad. Um, can you think of any positives in this book?
0: I mean, the art was. The art was. Uh, um, I the the art was competent. I mean, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong about any of these drawings. Mm -hmm. Any of these doodles. (laughs) But I hate it when an artist gets up their own ass with trying to be interesting or having interesting scene transitions or panel paneling, you know. Like I was just complaining about the lightning bolts in that one and not being able to tell where to read. There's a lot of that in here. Like don't fucking do that. (laughs) Right, right. If you're not Frank Quitely or somebody like, (laughs) if you don't really know how that's going to look in the end, just don't do it. Just have the regular panel. Yes, it's okay to yes. do that. Yeah, millions of comics do that every day. You don't need to do. You don't need to get artsy if you're not that competent at it.
1: That uh, going back to the episode, I can't remember which one where we talked about why some people hate comics. That is the type of comic where people who have a, a problem with the formatting, you would look at that and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is why I don't like comics."
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just confusing <laughs> and it's hard to look at.
1: What did you think of the part where? Um, Dead man possesses John Constantine momentarily.
0: I don't even really remember it.
1: <laughs> that's probably for me it was the one point in the comic that I kinda liked because he tries to possess him and then he's like Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> He's like filthy Englishman. And I was like, Okay, that's
0: kinda yeah, funny. Yeah, that's right, I did remember that. Yeah, it was, it was a good enough one off joke, but I don't know, it's it's just it's a joke, you know? I mean it's it's a bit. Right. And it's one of those like, I mean I feel like realistically he would get be able to. Like, right.
1: okay. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it doesn't make but the But logistically <laughs> it doesn't make the book. It is a tiny, tiny, tiny speck of glitter and a mountain of shit. But, yeah.
0: So uh yeah, this may be the worst thing that we've read on the show. It may be. New fifty two. More like new fifty poo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't have any good puns for it. it's just really bad
0: <laughs> that's gonna be our rating system is it a vertigo or is it a new 50 poo oh it's, <laughs> so much
1: poo so much poo poo well this is not very good
0: <laughs> um yeah so episode 52 is the new 52 of our episodes
1: <laughs> aren't you glad yeah <laughs> you're welcome everyone yeah Don't read it.
0: (laughs) Which, you know, I suppose we should talk about this, because I I joked a while ago about episode 52 being the last one, but I feel like like maybe it should be. Mm. Maybe we Mm. should end the show with episode 52.
1: You did bring that up.
0: I don't know. I'm just... uh, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired of editing this show. It doesn't take much, and I'm by no means... Like any kind of a good sound editor, but it's a commitment.
1: It is, it is. It's something that has to be done, but every week. Yeah,
0: like... and obviously, you know, like you have to drive here to record. There's commitments on both sides. It's just, uh, I don't know. And it's just like I've said this before. Like we've had this discussion many times, just about the act of creating and art or literature or whatever, and that, like, I mean, nobody fucking listens to this. <laughs> So why why am I doing this?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's just I enjoyed talking about this stuff with you. Yeah. I like ooing and aahing and arguing.
0: Yeah. And I get that. But there's also, I mean, the whole point of this. Uh, uh, what's that? There's a, the song by uh, MC Chris. That's <laughs> Vet. Uh, <laughs> <Sven." laughs> there's a line in that that's unintentionally very... Uh, Poetic true to me Where he says Spike boots are made to kick Targets are made to hit <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing It's like you know This is meant to be listened to It is It is The act of creation Isn't supposed to be For the person that's creating it It's supposed to be for Those that see it Or hear it It's just like It's just like karaoke For me Karaoke I've said this a lot And after hearing Last week Two people in a row Seeing ten minute long Meatloaf songs God. Um, karaoke is not about the person holding the microphone it's about the people listening Mm -hmm. and that's why you don't have to be a good karaoke singer it just has to be fun well said that's why karaoke isn't the voice or whatever fucking you know American Idol yeah, yeah exactly it's just supposed to be fun and you're not supposed to be up there belting out 10 minutes of The fucking Dashboard Light, whatever that goddamn Meatloaf song is.
1: Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Yeah, there you go. That's a very popular one, is it? (laughs)
0: Yeah. No, it's not a very popular karaoke song because it's ten minutes long.
1: Right. All of his songs are ten minutes long. But
0: someone sang that last week, like four songs after someone else sang a Meatloaf song. And I was bitching about it. My friend Anna was like, but I just love this song so much. But it's (laughs) fucking repetitive. Like every verse, they say the same sentence like eight times. Like it was long ago, it was far away, it was so much better than it was today. He says like eight times in a row. And I was like, I'm all about the economy of storytelling. Don't say, if you can say something in a sentence, don't use a paragraph. And she goes, But that's just Meatloaf's lyricism. That's the way it is. And I'm like, I, I don't, that's not good enough for me. So then the song ends and it's got the writing credit. Meatloaf didn't even write that fucking song. And I was like, look, that's not even a meatloaf. She's like, well, it's his writing partner. Like, well, that's a funny way of saying he didn't fucking write it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like Meatloaf. I do. But his, his, his music is more attuned to long road trips. Uh, um, I would not do it in
0: karaoke. I've got nothing against Meatloaf, but I could give a fuck about how any of his songs at karaoke.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, right.
0: And um, there's, there, like, I've said this many times. There's a difference between a good song and a good karaoke song.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, if I was watching that live, that would be a great song. Watching, and I have seen people do it in karaoke, and I agree with you, it's not really a stirring, stirring event.
0: How did we get on this? (laughs) Why did
1: I start talking about karaoke? Because we were talking about um, the point of people listening to this.
0: Speaking of not stirring events, (laughs) I think it's time for Vertigo Voices to fade away. I just, you know, I I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I accomplished anything with this (laughs) other than just, I mean, you know, again, it's it's fun to read comics and talk about shit, but I don't need a podcast to do that.
1: Yeah, we could ooh and ah on argue without you having to edit. Yeah,
0: And there's something about just recognizing a failure and walking away from it (laughs) that to me is more poignant than continuing to try for success.
1: (laughs) Well, and this is what we're talking about, too, is a very niche thing like my family and friends a lot of them don't read vertigo yeah, comics yeah. they listen to it because I'm on it but they have not a clue what we're talking
0: about so looking at the amount of people that listen I don't think your family and friends are listening
1: <laughs> <That> <laughs> <also>. <laughs> liars you guys <laughs>
0: I know uh, I've you know I know a couple hundred people probably mm-hmm. just that I know pretty well I'm friends on social media with I don't know six to eight hundred more than that and uh, the law of averages <laughs> uh, says that, you know, what, half of those people should care? Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Excuse
1: me. When I say my family and friends, I don't mean like they, it's like, you know, a 1930s radio show where they all rush to the radio to hear my voice. You mean um, like
0: two, people that, yeah, you, two that, people that you know or are related to. Yes,
1: yes. My, probably my Aunt Alice who doesn't give a fig about comic books and my cousin Lee just because cousin Lee is awesome. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, maybe this is a little bit of catharsis for me just to be able to, to uh, put it to bed and, um, yeah, and com- complain about the fact that uh, people who, who like the posts on Facebook then don't listen to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it's just there's so many goddamn podcasts out there. And there's so much maintenance that goes along with most of them, like, social media all the time. And the question is, is, like, how much, as enjoyable as this is for me, like, how much of your time do you want to spend on it? Yeah, exactly. In that promotion? Um, yeah.
0: <coughs> yeah, it, yeah, and whatever. It. Who cares? I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: The thrill is gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. And, again, like, I, I like that, the aspect of editing it, but, uh, I don't want to do it for no one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. And uh if I'm going to be is you know, it's like in it, like I don't want to write just for me to read it. Mm. I don't want to uh record some like I've I can I can read or play video games that I enjoy or watch movies that I enjoy, but if I'm going to create something, then what's what's the point if no one is if a tree falls in the woods and no <laughs> one <laughs> How does it make it sound? Oh, going back to the observer paradox, whatever it's called. <laughs> Uncertainty principle. Mm.
1: You're more attuned than I. But no, it's, it's been fun. It's been a blast. If you want to come back to it we can always come back to it later if you want to come back to it later. Yeah, I guess
0: so. At least until, what, like August? whenever I have to pay for the domain again. There you go, exactly. Which is another thing. I mean, that's like that's like 150 bucks a month, or not a month, a year.
1: Okay, I was about to say, why did you tell me? <laughs> Jesus, no wonder you want to quit. <laughs>
0: it's $150 every day. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you went this long. Yeah.
0: Well, no, so yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm tired. And I, maybe we'll come back to it. Um, I don't know. Maybe not.
1: <laughs> again, like if, it would be far less work for you if we just got together and had coffee and then, you know, nerd it out.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I, something else was going to say about that. I don't remember, but, uh, um, yeah. And even like, even like on the old, my old uh, website, just writing, you know, that was easier. I could write, Post it. There you go. Done. No, <laughs> that's fair. And then, uh, oh, uh, but I, I like I, I. do have ideas for other podcasts in the future. I was actually a while ago talking to uh, uh, my friend Chris about one. But I'm not going to stay here because I don't want you to steal it. This is a good one. <laughs> will, you, will you tell me when we stop recording? Maybe. <laughs> 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 Only if you sign a non-disclosure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and pay you $150 yeah. enough.
0: No, it's done. It's just more zeitgeisty. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in that case, if this is goodbye, goodbye, and thank you for all three of you, four of you, five of you that listened.
0: Depends on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> well, it was a good time. I enjoyed it.
0: It was fine. <laughs> in keeping with my, uh, my well-crafted persona, it was fine.
1: It was Okay. It was like Applebee's good, huh? Not offensive, but...
0: <laughs> not prepared okay. to make any food comparisons. <laughs> it was fine. And with that, <laughs> we bid you adieu. Goodbye. Don't text or write.
1: <laughs> no more love letters or hate yeah, mail. Exactly.
0: All right, we're done. Goodbye.
1: Bye.